0: Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. On December 25th, the world celebrates what we call Christmas. The holiday has its roots in paganism, there's no doubt. And you can read up on the things that have evolved from early pagan religions and made their way into what we now call Christmas. In addition, the day, December 25th, is not mentioned anywhere in the scriptures, and there's arguments against this date being the birthday of Jesus that seem reasonable. However, the holiday for a believer is simply another day to worship our King. We're not claiming he's actually born on December 25th, but we proclaiming that he was actually born, and according to the many prophecies in the Old Testament, beginning in the garden. In Genesis 3.15, where it says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So this refers to the victory over the devil that will come when the seed of the woman or the offspring of the woman, Jesus, would arrive and conquer death, etc. And in addition, we also acknowledge the scriptural account of the birth of Jesus. In one place, Luke chapter 2, verse 3, it says, And all went to be registered, each to his town. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people." For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased." So even though there are some in our culture who claim to be offended at Christmas or calling it Christmas because it has Christ in it, and they wish to eradicate Christmas from the holiday season, sort of hijacking the holiday season and putting the boot to Christmas, many in our country and around the world don't have an issue with this day honoring the birth of Jesus. People make it seem like they do, but they don't. We say Merry Christmas to everyone. They're like, hey, Merry Christmas. It's not like they get offended like some people say, and there are those that might be offended, but the secularizing of the holidays is pursued by just a small minority of people, while the majority of unbelievers really don't care if someone says Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, so it's not that big a deal. But for those of us who see it as more than just an old story, more than just a holiday, Christmas should be a blessing to us as we meditate on the significance of the event, not on the day we celebrate it. It's a day of rejoicing, not because I get cool gifts, but because I am forgiven and my name is written in the book of life. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends out 72 disciples. Not the 12 apostles. These are different people. These are more. We often only think of the 12, but actually, there's a whole lot of disciples. So he sends them into the cities to perform miracles that he had commissioned them to do. And they returned successfully, performing miracles and doing all kinds of crazy things. And they were super excited about it. They were stoked. But Jesus said to them in Luke 10 20, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And that is the message that Christmas should bring to mind to every believer as we are celebrating it. Those of us who are children of God simply by trusting in Jesus and following his lead, asking for forgiveness, and you know how the whole process works. You know, you surrender your life to Jesus and things begin to change. And then all of a sudden, these stories are validated in your own spirit. You're like, oh, wow, I believe this stuff. I see it now. Whereas before, it's just ink on a page. Now, all of a sudden, I'm experiencing the presence of God, the love of God, the cleansing, the forgiveness, all that kind of stuff. And those of us who are now members of the family of God, whose names are documented on the family register in heaven, this is another day we get to celebrate Jesus. And we should be celebrating him, giving him thanks every day and honoring him. Because here is what that baby, born in a manger, a dumpy feeding trough, would end up doing for humanity. John 1.12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So believers now have a place in the family of God. John 14.3, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself and where I am, you may also be. So he's prepared a place for those who are members of the family of God, and he promises to come back and take us to that place, reuniting us with all the family of God. John 10, verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So now believers receive abundance here in this life. Abundance of love, mercy, grace, forgiveness, those types of things. Don't misunderstand this verse about I'm going to get rich and healthy and all that. It's not what he's talking about. All that stuff is temporal. Abundance of love, mercy, grace, forgiveness. Abundance in those gives you an abundant life. John ten twenty seven. my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I will give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. So he's given us direction in this life and will transition us into eternal life with the security that no matter what the world tries to do to discourage us, we are secure in him. And think about all those believers in the past who are now dead. They are in eternity and they're reaping the benefits of all these promises of God. They're not having a problem believing this stuff. I believe that we can often think that all the hype in the scriptures is really just that, whereas reality seems to be different and inconsistent with the biblical narrative. But hold on. What if you could speak to those old believers now, who you knew a long time ago, and they are now all but forgotten? What do you think they would say to you? I think they'd be telling us, yo, you need to celebrate the birth of Jesus every minute of every day because this is awesome where we are. Just like he said, they now have graduated from this life into eternity. And when we arrive there in eternity it appears that we're going to be able to see those people and hang out with them. In Hebrews 11, there's a long list of individuals we are familiar with in the stories in the scriptures. And these people demonstrated faith, and some of them are surprising. that made the list, like Samson, who was not a good witness for the Lord. He was a jerk, but he had faith, and he made this list in Hebrews 11. Go through and read the chapter and see what all these people did in faith. In Hebrews 11, 6, it says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I totally believe that he exists, and I am totally rewarded in this life after I came to Christ. I don't have any problem with that. My faith isn't a blind faith. It's based on this radical change that's happened in my life and this experience with God that's been amazing and consistent with Scripture. So Christmas is not as much about celebrating the birth of Jesus as it is about exercising our faith in him and honoring him as our king. And the same goes for Easter, which also the modern version of the holiday has its roots in paganism. But we walk by faith and not by sight, and in the same way, we simply look through all the unbiblical stuff associated with the holidays and focus on Jesus. He is our King, our Savior, our Master. And yes, the holidays associated with Him do not, in and of themselves, really do any degree of justice in magnifying His name like it should. But there's still a time when believers can gather with friends and families, celebrate that love that has been given to us by the life, death, and resurrection of our King. So it's a good time to hang out with people and, and rejoice and share Jesus with them. So when someone knocks Christmas as a pagan holiday, just tell them you worship Jesus, not the holiday. If you want a Christmas tree and someone, usually legalistic believers, tell you it's a pagan symbol, which actually I think there's a good argument against that. But they'll claim that Jeremiah 10.3, where it says, For the customs of the people are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hand of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with a hammer and nails so that it cannot move. Oh my gosh, that's a Christmas tree. No, no. Go back and study the Old Testament. Look at the general context of all the prophets' messages. Israel had abandoned God and followed after pagan gods, and they worshipped these pagan gods in their homes when they would go cut down a tree, carve it into a figure of this idol, and you can get online and look at the archaeological discoveries of these little figurines or idols. They would cover it with gold or silver, they'd put it in their homes, they would bow down and worship that particular pagan god. So, if anyone's worshiping a Christmas tree like that, yeah, you're jacked up. But that verse is not talking about putting a tree in your house and, and putting decorations on it, a little star with an angel on top. Search the internet for Paradise Tree and read up on the Bible stories acted out in medieval Europe during Christmas time. And one of those popular stories was the garden scene where Adam and Eve sinned. But then the promise of the coming seed of the woman would come and deal with the devil. So they acted out this play. And in that scene, there was a tree and there was fruit. So in the wintertime in Europe, think about it, in the colder parts, what were the only trees that were staying green? It was an evergreen tree. And what fruit was available in wintertime used to portray the forbidden fruit during the plays? Apples. That's why some people think that the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was an apple. It wasn't. We don't know what that fruit was. But when you see the apple, Adam and Eve eating the apple, it's likely reference to these plays that were performed during this time. And I think that's a lot better explanation of a Christmas tree than Jeremiah 10. Jeremiah 10 just doesn't fit. But nonetheless, we worship Jesus, not the holiday, not the gifts, not the tree, etc. And we worship him in faith like those of old who have gone before us, not considering their lives more important than eternal life, because they knew their hope was in Jesus. And they're going to be there when we arrive. So don't let people discourage you about Christmas or Easter. Make it a blessing make it a time of worshiping Jesus. Make it a time of reading the biblical stories. Actually, blow the dust off your Bible. Go to Luke chapter 2 and read the stories. You can read it in Matthew 2 to add some more info about the Magi and all that. For those that don't go to church, read the stories anyway so you can figure out, hey, this is the root of this holiday. It's Jesus. It's not Santa Claus. So keep focused on Jesus and not the worldly things associated with the holidays, and you will be blessed. Merry Christmas.